Welcome to the Sober Fanboy. I'm your host, John Jeremy. Today we have our friend Christina, founder of the Bendicion Pop-Up Dry Bar, based in Chicago, and we'll be talking about some stuff that's very close to my heart. Alright, how you guys doing? Welcome to the Sober Fanboy Podcast. I'm your host, John Jeremy, and today I have my guest, Christina Torres, who's going to talk a little bit uh, with us today about everything she got going on. Uh, Christina, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good. Just uh, hanging out. Happy to be here. Excellent. I'm happy that you're happy. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've never (laughs) spoken before, so this is the first time. Literally, you you just called right now about like two and a half minutes ago so <laughs> just just that everybody listening can know that we absolutely have not had a prior conversation and everything is going to be very organic and just kind of open up and speak so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself like what do you do what do you have going on and we can go from there yeah for sure um so like you said my name is christina um i am 28 months sober um, I'm in recovery. I got nice. um, my sober date is February 3rd, 2020. Um, mm. So I got sober right before the pandemic hit. And that was a whole experience. <laughs> um, and um, from there, I was doing some like meetings online. Um, but was really missing like the social aspect of, I think, just like hanging out with people and um right so right i got sober in february um during that time i was still kind of like oh i can still like hang out and go to bars and just live my life exactly how i was living it um and just not drink and that was not working for me (laughs) um and i would like end up like staring at a beer for like three hours while i'm hanging out my friends and my friends are all having fun and I'm not having any fun. Um, and so over the pandemic, I was working on creating a sober, safe space mm-hmm. that was not like, essentially not really like recovery focused, just somewhere where sober people can go and hang out. Yeah. Um, and now I am much closer to my dream. Um, we are location scouting for a sober bar in Chicago. Um and right now we're doing pop-ups and stuff so that's kind of what i've got going on um i've always been like super community focused and i think actually being sober has really brought that out in me um before i got sober i was very shy and (laughs) hated talking to people and honestly thought i just hated people in general um and I think this, like me just calling you out of nowhere and like doing this podcast interview, um, <laughs> I would have had anxiety for like a week <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> like, like this probably would have never happened. Um, so yeah, so being sober has made me like super, super social and it's made me crave just like this community. Um, and so yeah, so I'm hoping to bring that out in other people and have other people have somewhere safe and dry i guess that they can go and not have to worry about being surrounded by alcohol um and yeah i don't know do you that's really awesome no (laughs) i I, 
Thank you so much for actually calling. And, and you know, I, I myself share about how I have anxiety disorder and I understand exactly where you're coming from. Like when I first, you know, was coming back around and getting sober, I used to tell people, you know, I sat in the back of the room and if I could mm-hmm. sit behind the wall, I would. And like I was introverted and shy and actually I didn't really raise my hand the last time I came back till I was like seven months. And then that's when I was like, wow, that's the longest I ever had. I might you know, actually get a year sober. So I was like, let me start, you know, participating and talking. And, and I did. And then after, yeah. and I never shut up ever since. So <laughs> definitely sobriety has helped me to get into to get out of the introvert introversion of myself and be able to like, mm-hmm. do this, have a podcast. And again, even reach out to you and say, Hey, can you call? And you're like, Yeah, let's talk. And it's like, Okay, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> and that's so awesome. Yeah. That's the change that we have. And like, mm-hmm. I want to I want to like, since you've been talking about the the dry bar, like, you know, um, because mm-hmm. I know, um, you know, we had some around he- here that I've, I've, I've got to go to. I really like uh, one we had in Brooklyn uh, called Getaway. I'm not sure if they're mm-hmm. uh, functioning right now anymore or what's going on, but I used to go there uh, with sober people. It was really, really an awesome thing. And I, and I really enjoy like um, I did an event for um, Sober NYC and it was like a pop up bar thing and I performed for them and. And they had oh, awesome, nice. like, you know, uh, mocktail menus and and, and, yeah. and, and and NAs and things like that. Um, so, like, what, do, what, like what, what would you suggest or what do you have there? Like, you know, people go up to there and, like, you know, come up to your dry bar since, you know, it's such a, a cool thing to have for people that aren't. It's not just people in recovery. It's people that just mm-hmm. they love, you know, just not drinking, but still love the atmosphere. Yeah, Um and that's actually been, like, super interesting, um, bringing up the, like, concept to people of just, like, having a sober bar mm-hmm. or just, like, a place where they can come and be social and not drink. Um, because when I bring it up to, like, my friends who do drink, it causes them to kind of pause for a second and be like, oh, yeah, like, I only hang out at bars. Or, like, <laughs> there's nothing that we can do that doesn't revolve around drinking. Um, you know, we'll go bowling and they're drinking. We go to movies and then we go to the bar afterwards. Or we, like, go and get food, and we're drinking with our food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been interesting to see people, like, kind of pause and be like, oh, yeah, like, I am drinking all the time, but also why am I drinking all the time? Um, And even if it doesn't, like, it absolutely does not need to cause anybody to be like, oh, no, like, I'm an alcoholic or, like, anything like that. Um, But I think just, like, mindful drinking or people just, like, kind of being aware of like the culture, I guess that we're in. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so like the goal of the bar, um, it's kind of like you said, like somewhere where people can just go and like be social with their friends and just come out and hang out. Um, and we will have like alcohol free cocktails and beers and wines and agua frescas and stuff like that. Um, or just like anybody can come and hang out, even if they're not like sober, sober serious, (laughs) that's what I call it. Um, or I like people that. who are sober curious or just like not drinking for that, you know, for that night. Um, we want to create like an atmosphere where anybody feels comfortable coming in. Um, oh. but yeah. Um, and I, I think like the big part of it is I want people to be comfortable, like coming in and like socializing and like building community. Um, because it's very easy or I mean, at least for me, it was like super easy when I stopped drinking to just lock myself in my house mm-hmm. and like feel like I can't do anything. I can't leave my house. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I want people to like feel safe coming, leaving their houses and going to like socialize with people. Yeah. 
No, complete. No, I completely get that. I love that. I never even heard that term sober serious. I was just so yeah. like my mind just exploded when you said that. I was like, what? I was like, I love that because it is like a whole movement. And now people, I think like I was telling someone within the few weeks recently, I was saying how like so not just sober curious, but just like mm-hmm. there's, there's this whole movement of uh, kind of like, you know, more awareness of people's health and, and seeing that binge drinking or drinking maybe a lot or even as yeah. much as they were was not not really you know th- you know there's always been health kicks uh mm-hmm. always you know the trends throughout but like this is a, another thing now that's coming up with people are probably like you know i like to go out I- i'm so used to having a drink in my hand and now it's like right. they can go out they can still get the taste they can still actually do all the fun cool little drinks and stuff like that that mm-hmm. they did but it's alcohol free which is like hell yeah which is a plus yeah yeah for sure <laughs> um yeah, and there's just so many options now. Like, I remember, um, like, maybe three years ago at my job, we did, we were doing, like, a health week, mm-hmm. and they did these health screenings where they, like, tested, they took, like, blood tests and stuff, mm-hmm. where they were, like, checking your liver and, like, your heart and, like, all this stuff, and, like, a bunch of us came back with, like, our livers were, like, not in good shape. <laughs> um Same. And so, you know, <laughs> they were, like, oh, you guys should, like, cut down on drinking a little bit, and the only option that we had for like alcohol free beer at that time was old duels. Um, oh, duels. which the OG, you the know, OG, yeah, the, the OD OG. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I like old duels, but like a lot of people don't. Um, and so it was just like, Oh, like I wish there was like more options or people like felt like stuck, but just like the one option. Um, and now it's like, I have shelves and shelves and shelves of just like, so many different beers and spirits and stuff like it's really exploded over the past two years and it's crazy to think that like you know that even the possibility of like having a whole sober bar um is wild that there's like so many options that we could actually do this now i love the fact that it's pop-up because now you don't have you know that Mm -hmm. much overhead or any pressure to do anything other than you know show up at locations or 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 wherever it's going to be at and have that cool little event you know yeah, um, and one of the things I'm enjoying about doing the pop-ups, um, I'm really, I'm, they're really starting to kick off this month, is that I'm not, I'm not restricted to just one spot in the city. Um, so Chicago is an awesome city, but very segregated. Mm. Um, you know, everybody's got their own neighborhoods, and people stick to their own neighborhoods, and there's definitely more resources provided to like the north northwest side east side of the city we're like closer to the lake closer to closer to downtown um for lack of better way to phrase it like the city's is very gentrified Mm -hmm. um and there's resources provided to predominantly white neighborhoods Mm -hmm. um so one of the things that i really like about doing the pop-ups is i can go all over the city and i can go down south or to the west side Mm. um and just like to more of like the predominantly um, minority neighborhoods where like mm. they don't get so many resources and there's less things for them to do if they're not drinking um, and be able to like provide them with these resources being like, hey, like not only do you not have to drink to have fun, here's also like all these different recovery programs if you do feel like you need that kind of help. Um, and just being able to like, I don't know, just like provide that as a resource, I think. Um I I was born in Humboldt Park in Chicago, which is on the northwest side, mm-hmm. um, but it was predominantly 
when I was born, um, predominantly a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and not very cared for by the city. <laughs> like it was just not like, um, and so like growing up in that neighborhood and saying that like, you know, there's not a lot of after school programs, but there is a bar every other corner. Um, of course, you know, and they're not, there's no doctors or anything, but you know, everybody's hanging out outside and like drinking and everything. Um, and so growing up in that kind of environment and wanting to do better for the community and wanting to help, um, I think, I think just like show people that I, I went through, I'm, I'm going through a thing right now where like my sobriety is kind of like a revolutionary act for me. Um, like it's, it's revolutionary and very like against the grain for like people of color to be sober. Um, and I don't know if I know of a better way to say that. Um, it sounds, it sounds perfect to me. I, I totally get <laughs> where you're coming from because when I was growing up, like where I, where I grew up, uh, was a predominantly, uh, Hispanic, it, it still is predominantly Hispanic, mm-hmm. mostly Puerto Rican at that time. Um, and then it, it's changed throughout the years, but it's still uh, Hispanic and uh, so I, I, I get it from that aspect but also since coming from growing up and still um, from there um, and also being a person of color I, I 100% understand what you're talking about because I could speak from that like I'm saying it's cheap to get everyone's drinking like no mm-hmm. one sees that it, like that's how I grew up like it was just something that was just so ingrained yeah where I was coming from so and I, I think where it comes from is like there there's a lot wrong and I, I don't mean to get like political or like make there's like not no, like no, a fun conversation free. yeah no i'd love for you to be free to speak i mean this is exactly why we have podcasts so yeah. we can have we can have like real conversations you know that's what i, I yeah. like to have the real conversations with people that uh share freely like this is this is a safe space for you to yeah. say that. you know what i mean like that's that's how i want this to be so go ahead yeah yeah for sure um okay so like there's a lot wrong with the system and there's a lot wrong with like, like say for example, Chicago where like, it's one thing to just live in a city. It's another thing to be aware of your circumstances and how the city treats your neighborhood or like your area and your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my perspective, a lot of how minority groups and people of color in Chicago they don't give us resources, but they will give us bars and they will give us things to kind of numb ourselves out. Um, and as long as we're numbing ourselves out and as long as, you know, at the end of the day, we're drinking and we're like not paying attention to our environment and not paying attention to how the city is treating us, you know, then it's not a problem. But as soon as we stop drinking and as soon as we stop numbing ourselves out and paying attention to what we don't have access to and paying attention to like the city environments that we're being put in. That's when people start speaking up and that's when people start wanting better things and wanting to do better by themselves and wanting to do better for their communities. Um, and so for me as a person of color coming from a neighborhood that was treated like that, um, and did, uh, you know, did have, a bar or liquor store or whatever, like on every other corner, um, choosing to not drink and choosing to be aware of circumstances and trying to like make things better 
um, it does feel revolutionary and it does feel against the grain. Um, and it feels like, I don't know, like doing the opposite of what they want us to do. Uh, no, I, I, I completely get it. And you know what? You, you can identify with, with that because, A, you know, you identify with, with also, like, being a person of color. Then you, you can identify with, like, oh, if people are, like, you said sober serious, like, you know, oh, I yeah. am too. Like, I'm, I'm in recovery. And, and I welcome those that, that also are just curious as well. But, like, you come from mm-hmm. that, that thing and you also know what it's like to, to be in there. Like, I, I get that. And I think, like, that's why it's not. To me, it's not something that's so like gentrification. You know, is such a, is such a. For me, it's like not. It's not. It's not a good thing. You know, when mm-hmm. when, when people are getting pushed out and they, they have nowhere to go. Up uh, right. And, and you know, I just literally just saw a TikTok on a woman that was talking about you know uh, in Puerto Rico how like you know the rich people are buying up the lands and and they're having people like you know kind of. Um, you know, it's gentrifying it. So they're pushing out. Yeah. You know, the, 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 this old woman says, you know, she planned on living there until she dies, but now she mm-hmm. she can't. She's getting pushed out because the developers have bought the has bought the property. Uh, the, she can't live there and afford it, and then she yeah. can't afford anywhere else. So that here, um, you know, in, in our areas on on the mainland or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, you know, I could I could see that. Like being, I could see it, and and people that probably aren't. Uh, haven't experienced kind of like what me and you have experienced because I get it. So like mm-hmm. you know they you know it's for, to explain it to to anyone else. Um, it, it's pretty ingrained it, it, and it's tough because it's like you know my my parents came here to United States from a third world country and mm-hmm. uh, you know I seen and we weren't <laughs> we weren't like rich or had a lot of money ourselves yeah. either so when we didn't have um, being in the areas, it's like, wow, it's just like a double whammy. It's kind of like, you know, not only are we don't have a lot of money or poor or whatever, like then just so much drugs and alcohol and and everything is so it's like ingrained in that being Mm -hmm. poor. Like when I go to poor countries or see, you know, whenever I go to poor areas, I just see it. I just see drugs and alcohol and I see addiction and then and then beyond that, you know, all the other stuff Mm -hmm. where like we had to, you know, affiliate with, you know, we had to gang up or whatever you know and do, do yeah. our thing here and there. that's that's a whole different thing altogether so yeah <laughs> but but thank god yeah. that you, you are you're like it's almost like now that you're so you couldn't do this drunk you know you couldn't do this no. drinking so now that you're sober no it's put on your heart to mm-hmm. do this which is amazing yeah and i i think a lot of it comes to um i was talking to somebody about it earlier today actually about how like i would never tell anybody that they were wrong for how they are able to survive things like if somebody comes up to me and they're like I'm drinking because that's the only way that I know how to survive or that's the only way that I know how to get through the night or that's the only way I know how to deal with my issues I'm never gonna say no you're stupid like that's the absolute wrong thing to do Mm -hmm. um you know everybody survives it the way that they can to the best of their ability and the best of the resources that they have available to them um I am going to let them know, you know, like there are other options, Um, but I'm never going to villainize somebody for how they are able to survive and how they are able to cope. Um, And I think a lot that that word villainize is a lot of how like it's all systemic, right? (laughs) Like it's all like people 
say that like people in poorer areas are in those situations because they're not doing better for themselves or they're not like wanting to be better for themselves. But you also have to look at, you know, what resources they have and like what the city's giving them and how people are willing to help them or who's not willing to help them. And if the idea is that people in poorer areas are drug addicts or like alcoholics because they don't want to do better, that's not going to help them at all or like resolve any issues um, if they don't have proper resources. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It it can go on and on. <laughs> it's just like, it's no. a whole thing and it's all like built into the system of like keeping people down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, with the bar and like a reason I like doing the pop-ups is because I get to go to those communities. Right. And I get, I get to like provide them a different way of like having fun and a different idea of like, Oh, I don't have to get drunk if I don't want to. Um, I can do something else or I can drink something else or I can, you know, self care in a different way. Um, and I think that's important. And I'm hoping that the more that this, um, kind of like dry bar idea, sober bar idea, and like the more that these spirit companies are out there, the more people will hear about them and the more it'll cause people to kind of pause and think and like, Oh, like, why am I drinking? Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's all deep. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. And you're right, because like now it's like I've just seen so, like the amount of companies, the amount of companies that like mm-hmm. all have sober uh, or alcohol free spirits and like, you know, mm-hmm. zero, like Heineken, zero, zero, like completely zero. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these different like so many companies that uh like I'm, I'm thinking, and I just don't know them off the top of my head. But like I just, I just, I, I, I think um, recently I just stopped by this uh, a store, um, and actually I wish I had. I think I have the card next to me. I think it's called Moonlight, um, and it's all like alcohol oh, free yeah. stuff. I want to say, and yeah, they, they, I, they I served a whole that. bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, like I was just blown away by like. That, that little example of like how this store literally there is literally everything that was alcohol free and like again this is um for the for the you know for people that you know anybody that wants to mm-hmm. partake in in any of those uh any of those things you know and, and i think that that you yeah. that you're saying you have resources that's amazing that the fact that they can go and it's like you know oh like you think you have some issues like yeah i got some resources mm-hmm. for you like that is putting that is doing what needs to be done like again like you're saying like hey you know all right no one is helping or doing it or whatever i'm gonna do it i'm gonna step in and you're doing it which is awesome yeah um and it's (laughs) it's kind of funny to me because like this is such a passion project and like something that i care so deeply about that um it's yeah um it's like anybody can open a dry bar, right? Like anybody can serve non-alcoholic drinks. Like it's not, it's not hard. Um, but I think like the reasoning behind doing things is important. Like for me going into this, I'm, I actually have a meeting with the Illinois state department where they have, um, their recovery resources. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they reached out to me and they are inviting me to like a big conference that they're doing so that I can get connections 
with people in other parts of Illinois that do host recovery meetings and like do um, host like rehabs and all that stuff and like learning from them and like learning what's the best way to help somebody. Like if somebody comes in and like if they have a drink and it is too close to the real thing and it like throws them off, like how am I able to help them instead of being like, oh, well, sorry, that sucks for you. <laughs> like I don't think that a bar or a company that is not in it for the right reasons would even care to do that. Um, and I think, I, I mean, everything's money, right? Like anybody can get into anything for the money. Um, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, my, my hope for this community, um, and for like the sober bars and stuff coming up now is that I'm, I hope and I hope that they stay opening for the right reasons and I hope that they stay opening for the community um, and are not, I don't know. You have like an air, you have a spot that you go to the, oh, or like you, you, distributors that you get all this stuff. Cause like, uh, again, I, I had to get the card cause it was right on my table. Mm-hmm. And the place that I went to is the uh, minus moonshine in Brooklyn. So I just I'm giving a little shout out to them minus moonshine. Um, I believe it was Axel I met there. That was and, and like it was every company that that had everything in it. So like you, mm-hmm. you you have a place like that that you go to to get yours. You have to order it special. Um, yeah. Um, so we don't have a bottle shop like that in Chicago yet. Um, so I order stuff directly online from like the the businesses themselves. Um, nice. There is another, I don't, I haven't been to one of their pop-ups, so I don't know if they have an actual bottle shop set up, um, but there is another kind of dry bar pop-up on the south side of Chicago, um, and they are called Praise Bar, um, P-R-A-Z, and they do uh, like tastings of things so far. I don't know if they are planning on doing more, but they had like... um, this past Sunday, they had, like, a wine tasting. Um, so they bring out, like, all of the non-alcoholic wines that they've been able to get their hands on. Um, and then they do a tasting, and you go, and you, like, taste all of the wines. And then another one might be, like, all of the tequilas. Um, and I think that's a really cool concept and a really cool way of, like, introducing all of these, like, different options to people. Um, and they are, I believe they are women-owned, and they are also black-owned. Um which is really cool and like nice. really important for, um, yeah, for this movement, I guess I would call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's popping up around places. Um, there's so many different stuff opening. There's, uh, a place in Atlanta that's crowdfunding right now, I believe, um, to try and open up like their own bar. There's a place in, um, Michigan, um, Sands bar, obviously in Austin is like, the goal <laughs> like, <laughs> like the grandfather i guess of like all of these like new sober bars opening up um but yeah it's been really cool and and it's really nice because like everybody in the community is like really friendly um so i can like reach out to any of them and be like hey like you know what kind of pop-ups have you guys been doing and what's been working for you and then they'll share any information they can and i share whatever you know any kind of information i can and we're like really supportive of each other um, which I think is really cool because um, I don't think you get that in a lot of different communities. This is so awesome. What an awesome community. I actually have yeah. uh, 
tickets for Sands Bar in August, I think, here in New York. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chris about was that, awesome. I yeah, I was just like, what? I was like, that's so cool. Like, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> we had our guest uh, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, we we call her Jamie Fancy Pants. That put me on to all this. So this is not all like you know. This is definitely more her realm where like uh-huh. she 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 had brought me to um that that minus moonshine and and, and knows about it. like yeah. she's the one that talks about all like she knows all that things and it's pretty awesome and that's she's like oh you want to go to Sands Bars like yeah yeah so like I got to you know I got the tickets to go so um that's in August and I think it's just really awesome that like this is a whole community it's like a world that. I don't. I had no idea. Like that. That's what it mm-hmm. is, and it's so cool. Like you know, all like you know, you're like, yeah, these guys are like crowdfunding over yeah. here for it, and we have this, and like this is what's happening, and it's like, that's so amazing that there, there's a world. It that just like everything. Like I guess I never really realized it's a thing until I actually maybe talk to people involved in that, and I mm-hmm. could see that it's it's a world. And I think, man, if 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 like just people had more conversations with each other, they can see that it's not just. Like, you know, that the, there's worlds within worlds, you know? And, and Yeah. And that way we can communicate and talk about our, our worlds together instead of, like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. if someone's like, nah, you know, I don't want to know that. I'm not into that or this and that. It's like, well, you know, that's like a, you know, a whole new realm that, that now you're closing yourself off to because of closed-mindedness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's really cool. I think everybody right now is coming at it from the aspect of, like, the more that we get to help each other and the more that we can support each other and getting the word out there that there are fun, sober things to do. Um, and there are other drink options. Um, it becomes more mainstream and the more mainstream it becomes, the more that regular bars are going to be carrying non-alcoholic options too. Um, and then theoretically a person who is refraining from drinking can go anywhere and there will be options for them. Um, because now being sober or not drinking is not something weird. Um, and it's not something that's like going to throw off a whole menu or like, you know, you can go to any bartender and say, Hey, do you have a non-alcoholic option? And they can go, yes. (laughs) Instead of being like, I can make you, I can try to make you something. And it being like this whole awkward interaction. Um, and so I think in, uh, to contrast other things, we, we do want this to go mainstream <laughs> and we do want like more people to know about this stuff. I feel um, like it is. It's, it's definitely going to, I mean, cause I went uh, like two months ago, I went to this, this uh, really cool um, restaurant and like, um, and they had a mocktail section, mocktail section, mm-hmm. which is like, and, 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 and I've been actually seeing more of that mocktail section. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh, this like, that's what I meant when I was like, this is something that's coming more and more. It's like building. Yeah. It's building. It's definitely building. Mm-hmm. And like I like how you definitely described what I couldn't vocalize was that <laughs> it's mainstreaming yeah. itself. That's why. Yeah. So maybe yeah. um maybe like you know, one day even like, you know, Fridays or TGI Fridays or like Applebee's will have like mocktail right. options, you know, and be like, Oh, this is our mocktail yeah. section. It's like, oh, because it's gotten to the to that point where mm-hmm. like people could people are wanting that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get down with some Fridays and they got mocktails. Like, yeah, I will go more often. <laughs> <laughs> Chili's, Chili's just have two furs now. They'll have two, you know, two for mocktails and and things like that. I I, I um went to a place um month, a couple months ago and my friend was the bartender 
and I sat and talked to my friend. I said, can you make me a mocktail? They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. what do you want? I said, "How surprise me. Every time I tell mm-hmm. the bartender surprise me, they give me the best <laughs> concoction that they come up with. It's like beautiful. It's like immaculate. Yeah. It's just so beautiful and tasty and it's nice. And whatever they put in it just makes it like shine and glimmer. And mm-hmm. it, it's definitely one of those things that's like, wow, that's that's so cool. That um, And, and, and bar- the, the bartenders, because usually they're not um, – like uh, sober or anything like that like they actually love the challenge they love that they, like the people yeah. that, I've, that I've asked that when I went to regular mm-hmm. places like they love it but it would be cool that it was just like you know like you had the pop-up which is yeah prestige um yeah which is what I was gonna say actually while you were saying that is that it's a really fun challenge for people to like try and come up with something non-alcoholic um because it's one thing to make a cocktail and you're like, I'm just going to throw some bourbon in this and it's whatever. Like they're going to drink it and get drunk and they're not going to care what it tastes like. <laughs> it's another thing to like make a fun, cool, unique drink and be like, they are going to remember every sip of this drink. <laughs> and so I got to make it really good. Um, and I, I have, I've had a lot of fun like making cocktails and I think it's a really fun, unique thing to try and like make different flavors and like come up with something fun and cool. Um, and then be like, yeah, they're not going to, forget what this tastes like in like another hour or whatever um but yeah it's super cool i think it's a fun challenge for for bartenders that's so that i mean i love it i love all that i mean i've definitely have been throughout the years like i said i've been you know been able to take people to this thing and people like especially uh even those that are like in recovery have enjoyed mm-hmm. going to like back into that atmosphere that they missed because yeah. not everybody was getting slosh drunk and, and passing, uh-huh. like, you know, as people in recovery were. So like just to come out and be able to enjoy, you know, and it's not just those type of drinks. They have like, you know, cool espresso type things or cool mm-hmm. coffee, very various type of drinks like that as well. So that's what like really turned, you know, a lot of um, people in recovery that have, have went to those places on. And I think it's such a great avenue. I love that. I love the fact that I hope it, I hope this sober movement, you know, moves up. But why don't you Why don't you uh, yeah. tell um, us before we? You know, I'm gonna start wrapping it up. Why don't you tell uh-huh. us about exactly like uh, the name of name of it, where people can find you, where like you know people can connect with you. If anybody has any questions, they can they can reach out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so the name of the bar is Bendición Dry Bar. Um, that means blessing or bendicion means blessing. Um, we are in Chicago. Um, I don't have a brick and mortar just yet. So we're still doing the pop-ups. Um, you can find us on Instagram at, um, bendicion underscore dry bar. Um, or if you have any questions or anything and you want to reach out to me directly, um, you can always send me an email at info at bendicion um or some you know send me a dm um i'm always super happy to talk to people um just lots of people reach DMs out all the people. time yeah sliding, <laughs> yeah. sliding to be like hey you know I, I try to reply really quickly too so um but yeah um definitely feel free to reach out anytime for anything um when the news really broke out about the bar happening um like literally like hundreds of people like sent me emails or like messages and were like either thanking me for working on creating a space or sharing very personal stories about family members or friends that they've had who have like 
been struggling with addiction and they're excited to tell them about the space. Um, it's been really touching and it's been really, really um, empowering, I think, and motivational to keep going. Um, because being a brand new business owner is not easy. Um, but I think having the community, knowing that, knowing that the community is there and supporting um, has definitely made this all well worth it. Yeah. You know what? I mean, when I first started to do a lot of music more and getting back into all that stuff, like I, I realized that people want to support. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that people want to want, they, they want to support. And it's like, you know, I need to continue to have something for them to support. That's definitely one of yeah. the things I never really realized that like, you know, um, I saw like it's always that's that's the way it's always got to be new, you know, mm-hmm. to to continue that. So they could also find you on uh, on Instagram, right? Bendicion underscore dry bar uh-huh. there. And uh, I don't know if you wanted me to share your other Instagram, your personal one, but, you know, it's up to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My personal Instagram is um, ska punk forever. Ska punk. Um, S K A P U N K forever, F O R E V E R. And I'm serious, ska punk forever. Ska punk forever. <laughs> I love it. No, this movement you're doing and what you're standing for, and especially like it hits hits me on so many different um, levels. Of, again, being mm-hmm. being a person of color uh, that doesn't drink, so I'm glad that like you know that that definitely yeah. what you're doing for the community is something. Um, one one thousand uh, percent is needed, and I'm glad that like there is these options where people, you know, I it it, it hits it it definitely hits close to home, you know, it definitely yeah. hits clo- close to home. So I'm very happy that you know you were able to come on, you know, the the podcast and and chat a little with us and stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, uh, we can have you back on and we can we can even talk more um, and 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 hear more of your story you know yeah for sure i definitely thank you so much for reaching out and asking me to be on um i am happy to come back on anytime (laughs) excellent all right guys well that was christina i'm john and it was uh really glad to i'm really happy to have uh, had you come on yeah thank you thanks (laughs)